0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Signal Hill. I'm Nick Vassos. And today we're going to talk about our seniors. We're going to talk about baby boomers, those who are retiring at record numbers every day. And did you know that every 60 seconds, some of those baby boomer baby boomers will develop Alzheimer's disease? And every 60 seconds, someone new develops that dreaded Alzheimer's disease. Once a person can no longer be cared for at home on their own, there's generally two options out there for people. They can go to assisted living memory care, or they can be in Residential care; they can stay in their home. Joining me now on Signal Hill to talk about this is Michelle Gerard. She's the community liaison for Comfort Care, which is an alternative for area residents with dementia and Alzheimer's. It's good to see you, Michelle. Thanks for being with us on Signal Hill. It's good to see you. So let's talk about now. These are uh, these are homes uh, that people are going to go into. These aren't like a, a large, big building, a long-term facility care. The, these are actual homes, and they've been they've been changed. Uh, and modified to assist those who have either Alzheimer's or dementia. Right? Give it. Tell us what these homes are like and, and what they're all about.
0: Okay. Um, yes, they are a home. They're a real home in a real neighborhood, uh, renovated uh, with Home Plus model in mind. So, what that looks like is we we look for something that is like a ranch style home, um, and. It's renovated with the home plus model in mind, which means bigger halls, wider halls, bigger doors, uh, so that we're able to age in place. So if someone comes in walking, uh, and later down the road they need to use a wheelchair, uh, we have the space to do that. They're able to to um, be mobile in the home as much as they can with their equipment that they have.
1: Who is uh, how many residents are in one home?
0: Typically, residents. Well. It varies. The state says for Home Plus, it could be up to 12 residents, no more than 12. Uh, and then the city also is the, deter- the determiner of that. So anywhere from five to 12 residents, it could be. We have sometimes with if you have a couple, you may have more mm-hmm. if it's individuals then you're gonna obviously have a less amount. But the majority of the Home Plus uh, homes in our area are between six and eight residents per home.
1: Let's talk a little bit about Home Plus. We've heard you mention it a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, describe what Home Plus means, what is that?
0: So uh, that is a regulation or a, a term that the state uses for the regulation for these residential care homes. It is um, special to the state of Kansas the Stark family out of Wichita, uh, they're the ones who started the Home Plus model in the state of Kansas. So they were caring for their loved ones in Wichita in a home setting. And once the pa- grandparents uh, were no longer around, they thought, wow, that worked really well. So we're going to take that to the state and see if we can get it licensed. And that's that's how Home Plus was born. It's, it's called residential home in a lot of other states, but it Home Home Plus is special to the state of Kansas.
1: Okay, so so other states have this uh, mm-hmm. type of care. Uh, does the state of Missouri have it? No, it's oh, not
0: licensed it. in the state of Missouri.
1: Okay, so just in Kansas, and and how many of these Home Plus places are there in the state of Kansas?
0: In the whole state?
1: Yeah, are there? Ooh, are there a lot?
0: Yeah, there's there's quite a few. So Wichita has just Comfort Care only has. Um, there's eight in Wichita. We have one in. Uh, there's one in Newton. There's one. Uh, we are working on our third. And then there's also there's some other big some other um, owners in mm-hmm. our area here that have between six and seven homes each. And then there's a lot of ones and twos. Like there's they may do just one home in a neighborhood, or they're also building. Some of them are doing a build and it's just twelve residents or less
1: let's talk about some how uh, how home care is taking care of uh, uh, taking care of the elderly patients there so so what, what does it look like what, what kind of qualifications does uh, someone who is staying in the home uh, with those residents what 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 does that look like
0: well it varies we uh, some some are a higher acuity home some over some are a lower acuity home so what that means acuity is how much care they need while they're in the home. Okay. So, it is the goal behind Home Plus, and the beauty of it is that it's very individualized care. So you talked earlier about it not being like a facility uh, where you have twenty, sometimes twenty-five to thirty residents in a memory care unit. Uh, for Home Plus, it's you know six to eight residents. So it is a true six to one ratio caregiver ratio. So oh, I see. There's a lot of and the beauty is, is it's not a corporation, so it can be flexed based on the need of the resident. So it's we're able to spend that extra time with them. We're able to, if they're having an issue, take them on a walk or sit outside with them and really take that time. Same thing with at meal time, you know, spend that time with the resident so that they're and cue them so that they're able to finish their meal. You know, when you have when you're in a bigger setting with more residents that time is just not there. It's it, uh, it they're, they're very task-focused, mm-hmm. and they have so many things that they need to get t- done in a certain amount of time that a lot of times those one-on-one moments get missed. So it's very individualized care, not only care, but programming as well, activities, mealtime, I already mentioned that. You know, everything is very... I often call it the epitome of resident-centered care because it's very specialized in every aspect of of the term I mean we do everything based on the residents wants and their desire and their time frame not ours.
1: Let's talk about some of the residents and depending on what stages they are in dementia or Alzheimer's can uh, as you mentioned there can you need to adjust the acuity or how much help that someone needs. Give us the give us an idea about what types of things that these residents are are going through at, at different stages of their disease.
0: Okay, so someone that, that we would see uh, in an early stage would they typically would be very high functioning, uh, mobility wise, but cognitively is where they're struggling. So they may need they may be able to walk on their own, um, you know, do all most daily functions, but when it comes to meal times, they may need a little extra help. They may need a little extra cueing. Same thing with like bathing. You know they can do they can do it for the most part, um, but they just need a little extra guidance or cueing to get to complete the task. Then we may have someone who is in a wheelchair. You know it's it's all it's a variety of stages. So someone is and for the most part those residents are are grouped together. So. Uh, one house may have all residents that are higher acuity, so residents who are like a two-person transfer, or who need who need two people to care for them all, at all times, because maybe they're a fall risk or they're very impulsive. And as they go to shower, they may reach or they may a mm-hmm. uh, you know. So there's always got to be more than one person with them, just for the safety of the resident. Uh, where you have the higher functioning resident, maybe that home um, only has one caregiver there all the time because they're very they're pretty self-sufficient, you know, they need just a little bit of direction and not as much care. And then we also have, we are a huge proponent of aging in place. So we also have residents in our care that are in hospice, on hospice. Um, We want, the idea in the, part of the model for Home Plus is that we're the last stop. And so as we know with, with Alzheimer's and dementia, transition and moving a resident with with Alzheimer's is not good. It's very confusing. It's very disruptive.
1: Stressful I imagine. Very
0: stressful. A
1: disruption of a routine. Mm
0: -hmm. An environment.
1: An environment. Mm -hmm. Environment is a key word in your line of work.
0: Yes. Environment is the key word. So we want them to be there and we want to be able to care for them until the very end. So
1: when you talk with people, caregivers, and they're talking about moving their loved one uh, into a home plus model, what kind of factors are you going through uh, with that person and what kind of steps do you take them through to see if, uh, I guess, if it's, if it's a good fit for both sides? Mm-hmm. Is that how
0: that works? Absolutely. We look at a lot of different things. We we look at how much care does the resident need? We look at are they, um, a, and you said it exactly, you know, we've got three different homes, but we have to be very careful that we're not selling homes, we're selling care. We have beautiful homes and we just have to make sure that the resident, as you said, is going to be a good fit to with the other residents. You know, are the residents going to be a good mix together? Um, can we successfully care for uh, the resident until the end? And we look at those types of things down the road. Like, you know, what's it going to look like, you know, a year from now as this disease progresses? Because we know it's. It's not going to stop. It it just you know content gradually mm-hmm. progresses. Sadly, yes. So you know those are the the types of things that we look at as far as um, upon admission or when we're talking with the family. Um, you know the there's a lot of other things that go into it. You know on the family side as far as you know is it close? Is it? But it, environment is key. When they it it's interesting. Home plus is a lot of people don't know about it but when they see it they're sold it just makes sense for a resident with alzheimer's or dementia this type of care individualized care small environment supportive environment with trained staff that know how to have a successful interaction with the resident with dementia that is key and so we do the families ask a lot about staffing and training and security security everything yeah all of our homes are um and most home pluses are um have a keypad they're they're secure uh we have alarms on the door so that if anybody were to try to get out you know that we would be alerted for that the other thing that is um you know there's places in the home as well if you have a resident who maybe is a somebody who's trying to be at the door or what we would consider maybe an elopement risk you know the way that the homes are remodeled and set up there there could be maybe they would be in a room that's closer to where all the action is versus you know down the hall Um, so there's lots of different techniques that we can use to make sure that we're providing the best care for them how do you find the homes Hmm. Well, we have a real estate agent that we work with um, and she kind of, she knows what we're looking for. Kind of a footprint or Mm -hmm. what you're looking for, blueprint
1: type. I mean, you mentioned ranch. Yes. Is a key. Right. Stairs, that makes makes a lot of Mm -hmm. sense.
0: We use, we do, um, we look for something that's at least four bedrooms and then we go in and we get really creative on how we can renovate that and make it at least six. So our newest home, we turned the... um, master bath into another bedroom uh, so there's just lots of pretty unique ways that we can make that space a little bit bigger
1: some of the notes that uh, you guys sent over to me before mentioned that you guys started in 1990 how about in Kansas City how many homes are there in the Kansas City or on the Kansas side of the Kansas City area
0: comfort care homes yeah comfort care homes. Okay. How many you so guys we have here? two currently uh, and then we have a third home that we're opening up hopefully first of around the first of October
1: and uh, how many residents will that home hold?
0: Uh, license, it's licensed for eight. So it's six bedrooms, licensed for eight in case we have someone that has, that's a couple. Um, an interesting uh, thing that is unique about us for couples is that we will take, for the most part, we like to have a dementia diagnosis for, upon admission, but we will take a couple if the spouse does not have dementia, just so that they can stay together. That's one of the the things that that's kind of kind of cool about us. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so let's let. How much? How do how do people pay for this?
0: Majority of uh, what we do is is private pay. Our uh, monthly rate is seventy two hundred a month. It is all inclusive. So what that means is, as the level of care changes, the rate does not. So if you come in walking, and a month from now you have a stroke and your level of care changes and you're in a wheelchair, and you need two people to help you. Your rate does not change.
1: Okay, are there ways to get uh, funding for a family to help with the cost of, of the seventy-two hundred? Yeah, month?
0: The, we do long-term care insurance. We do pensions. We do VA. You know, anything that's payable to the family, mm-hmm. we we don't ever become the payee. So anything that they can qualify for and get, you know, is payable to them, and then they turn around and supplement that to pay the monthly fee.
1: What do you think the the biggest difference is with the home plus model versus the other two options that many people face?
0: Uh, again, environment. Mm-hmm. The I have this is my sixteenth year working with memory care residents, and my uh, all my background is in a in a facility in a big you know or the big box facilities mm-hmm. where you have. For a memory care unit, you have between 25 and you know 35 residents. The arts environment is is based upon how the residents are. So one of our homes is very low stimulation. So we play music all day long. We do things, we don't have the TV on. You know, we, we do things purposefully to keep our residents happy and keep them under versus overstimulated. In a big environment like a, a nursing home or a, a assisted living uh, memory care unit, you've got there's so much going on. There's so many people moving and parts moving all the time, and so that that is key. A lot of times, uh, oh, one of the other things that, that is really unique about us, a couple of things actually. We do um, a modified med pass, so it's we don't we're not waking people up. To give them meds, we're giving them meds upon rising. Again, just kind of going back to their routine versus our routine, and that that is what makes us so successful. Is it's based upon each and individual resident. Same thing with meals. We have a dietitian who does our our meal plan. Uh, but if there's something on the meal plan that you don't like, we're always gonna you know we're gonna get with the family, mm-hmm. and we're gonna always have an alternative. So we're not trying to make people do things or eat things or take things that they're not they're not wanting to do we're basing it on them and what's gonna what's gonna be the best option and choice for them to keep them from being upset or Mm -hmm. agitated Um, the other thing is is for us we have um, our nurse one of our owners is also a nurse so just tons of experience of background, myself, the three of us, all of us. For training purposes, when you when you have uh, a memory care, it's so important, uh, a, approach is key. And that is something that you train on a daily basis. So if I see something or if Tanya sees something, which is our nurse or Linda, our owner, uh, that a staff member's doing and we think mm, maybe they could have done that a little bit different. We're going to, we're going to say it right then. We're going to say, Hey, maybe you should try this next time. Uh, so that is just ongoing, mm-hmm. you know, and we learn the residents as they come in and, and, you know, it, it's interesting because I may be successful with someone that you're not. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's a huge learning curve with the resident and you just get to know the resident so well, um and one little thing may change the the outcome completely and so we can do that in our in our environment but that when you have 40 residents you just can't take that time to learn about the resident and try different things you know it's let's go let's go let's get the shower done or let's get through mealtime or whatever
1: task oriented for sure just mm-hmm. like you mentioned let's talk about uh, alzheimer's now um And I'll I'll kind of put you on the spot here, Um, but roughly, do you know how many Americans have Alzheimer's?
0: Um.
1: Do you know how many people (laughs) in Kansas City might have (laughs) Alzheimer's?
0: I'm sorry. I don't know those numbers right off the top of my head.
1: Well, I'll tell you that the Alzheimer's Association says 5.8 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. 5.8 million Americans. That's a lot of the population living with Alzheimer's. And it wasn't so much the number that I wanted to talk about, but I want to talk about care. I want to talk about your experience in, in over a decade in working with patients uh, who are in memory care. Are we, getting, are, are, we, are we getting better at taking care of those who have dementia and Alzheimer's? Are we, are we finding new ways to make connections with those whose memories are, are, are going away and can be heartbreaking for families? How, okay. how, is, the, how is the care improving, if at all?
0: I do. I do think so. Just in, in my experience in the last 16 years, again, I think with research and and the more that we're learning about Alzheimer's, I think that there's more and more tools and techniques and things like that that are coming, you know, to the forefront for people to read about, to do, go to seminars about. And, you know, again, I think if you do any research on your own, you'll find that approach is the number one thing as far as care goes. So, um, you know, the approach—the initial approach of a resident—is going to set the tone for anything that you're trying to do with them, whether it be bathing, dressing, mealtime, going to the restroom, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about approach, and I think there's um, lots of different options out there. What about
1: uh, what about residents who are you know? Pa- some of the, I want to call them patients, but residents if, if, who are suffer- <clears throat> suffering from Alzheimer's, A lot of the, I would think that a lot of the care would require that they stay inside, like, like all the time. Just, you know, be indoors. We want to know where you are. Mm-hmm. There's little, if any, movement. There's <clears throat> not a lot of opportunities to go out and get sunshine. Are your homes located in areas where um, some of your residents can enjoy uh, the outdoors while they're there?
0: Absolutely. That's one of the things that we are most proud of with our homes is we have every single one of our homes has a spacious outdoor deck space where we do meals we do exercises we do uh, coffee in the morning um you know vitamin d is is so important for the residents Uh, we have our newest home actually has its own walking trail and so that's one of the things that the inside of our homes are beautiful but the outside space of our homes is just exceptional and there it's so large, you know, we can have a lot of the families when they come to visit, they go out and sit outside and, um, yes, it's just a, that's one of the things that we're most proud of. As I said, the outside area.
1: Well, for me, it, it, if I had a loved one who was going through that, this sounds like a great option. Um, you know, I, I would, I would consider this option if, if it were able to do it. And, um, it sounds great, and I appreciate you uh, teaching us about this, because we had, I've never heard of, of the mm-hmm. Home Plus model before, um, and we appreciate you stopping by with us yeah. uh, this morning, Michelle. I Thank you. It. And by the way, if you uh, are out there, if you're a caregiver, uh, at the time of this recording, it is National Assisted Living Week. That's September 8th through the 14th. and. Maybe it's a great time for you to familiarize with the options once your loved one is no longer able to, to stay in their home. So perhaps looking into home plus model it would be a great option for you as opposed to some of the other options that are out there. So thanks again, Michelle. We appreciate your time. Our guest has been Michelle Gerard. She is the community liaison for Comfort Care Homes. And uh, we thank her and we thank you for listening. Signal Hill is available wherever you find your quality podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You'll find all of our Fox 4 podcasts on our website, fox4kc.com slash podcast. You also can like our Fox 4 podcast page on Facebook. Once you do that, you'll be alerted to the next posting of all of our podcast programs. Special thanks to Mike Simpson, our director, for helping us out here. We thank you for listening to Signal Hill. on Nick Vassos. We'll talk to you again next time.